we found that because of the lack of access, there are substantially more women that remain blind. In fact, we found that two out of three blind people in the world were women. Uh, women have all the responsibility of cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids and the elderly. Seva Canada is the pioneer of gender inequities. Welcome to The Power of Sight, a three-part podcast series by Save a Canada. Almost everyone will need access to eye care services during their lifetime. Save, an international development organization, has restored sight of over 5 million people and helped prevent and treat visual impairment for millions more in low- and middle-income countries. In this episode, we discuss equity. Everyone deserves the right to high-quality eye care, regardless of where they live, their religion, or gender and sex. Save Canada believes everyone has an equal right to sight. Most of the world's blind are women and girls, a fact that was discovered through research supported by Save Canada. Donors help women and girls overcome barriers to accessing eye care, barriers that include lack of education and financial resources, and limited power in making decisions. When people can see and are able to lead healthy, productive lives, they can lift themselves and their families out of poverty. Entire communities have a chance of a better, brighter future. In this final episode, we look at how Save a Canada works to ensure equity in access to quality eye care services. It's estimated that 90% of the world's blindness exists in low and middle income countries a problem vastly skewed by geography and by gender, as women and girls who are blind outnumber men and boys. Save Canada's Penny Lyons says biology is not the reason. There's not much difference between men and women, except that men typically have more ability to access funds to, to get their eyesight treated. So that's why you'll find more women who are blind or near blind, is because they don't have the power to use family funds to get treated. The numbers were borne out in a landmark study done by Save a Canada. Program Director Dr. Ken Bassett and Paul Courtright of the Kilimanjaro Centre for Community Ophthalmology led the research. So when we looked at the actual underlying number of women who have blindness, it's the same as men. The underlying need is the same. The difference is access to care. So we found that because of the lack of access, there are substantially more women that remain blind. In fact, we found that two out of three blind people in the world were women. And the solution was to provide them greater access. Paul Courtright has witnessed that inequity firsthand. So a particular story that resonates with me is a woman I met in Malawi who had cataract. And she had her cataract for years and really was, you know, had very lousy vision, you know, almost blind from it. And she had not been able to get surgery, even though she had requested it, because there was no social support within her family in order to get surgery. Her husband did, essentially did not agree that she needed surgery or, and would not support her to get surgery. And in Malawi at that time, surgery was free of charge. So, you know, it was not an issue of big chunk of change. It really was an issue of value placed. Well, her husband died. And within a week of her husband's death, she was in the hospital 
and my wife was doing surgery on her. And after surgery, it was like a different person was in front of us. She felt empowered. She felt that she had a, a new life and that her future, even though, you know, she was probably about 16, 65 years of age, she was considered a grandmother, but she figured that she had a huge amount to give to her family that she had not been able to do in the past. And so it was just kind of a reawakening of, of her life. The cost is an obstacle that also affects mostly women, especially those in remote communities, where Elizabeth Kashiki works with the Kilimanjaro Center for Community Ophthalmology to identify those in need and bring them to urban centers for treatment. They don't have money to go. They have never been there before. They need someone to escort them. If they get the permission to the husband, they also need someone to escort them to those big cities, to the hospital. And not just in Africa, Paramidakwa faces the same challenges in Nepal, getting women to make the journey that can often take days. Like if it's more than one day, because, you know, women, uh, women have all the responsibility of cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids and the elderly. So they don't want to leave the house for a longer duration of time and it's difficult for them. The inability for women to drop responsibilities at home and travel became a sobering lesson for Dr. Levy Kandeki. The Burundian ophthalmologist admits he didn't think gender inequity was a problem until he ran an ad on radio. We said, uh, if people, they can come to us, we will do the surgery for free. And we were so surprised. 80% of people coming were men. Dr. Levy Kandeki, who has worked with Save a Canada to establish a network of self-sustaining community eye care facilities across his country, realized the importance of reaching women and girls closer to home. When you screen somebody in his own community, we'll tell the community this lady needs to come. And it's like the whole community deciding and push the lady to go to, to get the surgery. The loss of vision compounds the difficulties many women and girls already face in their lives from a young age. For example, in rural areas of Nepal, where Paramidakwa says girls aren't valued as much as boys. And also in Nepal, you don't want to spend money on a girl child because they say that, oh, she's going to be get married and going to a different house. Like, why should we invest in a daughter? And blindness can make an already difficult life even worse. But in rural places, there are still challenges. And being a woman and a blind, you can imagine the life, uh, everything like education, uh, well-being. You know how the people treat you and the men, how they treat. So um, it's, I think it's, it's very scary, I would say. And yet, the benefits of staying in school are clear. It's estimated for every year a girl stays in school, her income rises by 10 to 20 percent. And for women, access to eye care also produces significant economic results. A study of women employed as tea pickers in India showed that when they were given glasses, their productivity went up by more than 20 percent simply by being able to see better, an important consideration in countries where women and men tend to keep working into old age, years in which eyesight declines. Save a Canada's Dr. Ken Bassett says progress is being made, but gender inequity is still a major obstacle. 
Oh, it's it's huge. It's like everything else that women face. It depends on a whole range of cultural values, uh, family level decisions, economic priorities, ability to get support, ability to move outside of the home, to travel with and without men. Uh, so most of these patriarchal societies, uh, you need to approach and work with men to agree that, that women are in need and deserve services. So it's taken decades, but it's taken local initiatives to take it on and to deal with it. And a lot of the time is working with women and women's groups to help one another uh, to get these services. So it's, um, it's still going on. I mean, the problem isn't solved. We know in places in Nepal, they've been very successful because of a lot of the Seva work. Other parts in Nepal, they're still just the same inequity. And it's still a problem for girls. While blindness in women has gone down by 10%, girls are still significantly less likely to receive eye care compared to boys. In Nepal, where we, we now have more women than men getting services and less blindness in women than men because of these initiatives, but we still have two out of three children coming in for care are boys. So the struggle to get girls in is sort of the new frontier, and that's the new challenge. Well, not the new challenge, but the residual challenge in, in trying to create some sort of gender equity. And it's a challenge at the forefront of Save Canada's efforts. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a number of things you can do or an organization does to ensure gender equity. But one of the first things that we need to do or that every organization needs to do is to, is to do a study to determine who is blind in your population to first prove that it's going to be more women than it is men, likely. And then we focus on the women by using women's groups to identify in any community, and they could be all different kinds of women's groups identify those women who need treatment and they support those women and they encourage those women and they make sure those women come to a screening camp and they bully the men to make sure the women get the treatment. I've, it, particularly in Africa, it's, it's like that, where the African women, particularly in the microfinance groups, I mean, they are take charge kind of women. And if they're given a job, by God, they are going to do a good job of it. It's a delicate balance in providing development with dignity, working in a different culture, respecting local values, and yet still trying to ensure that women and girls receive badly needed care. Paul Courtright. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not in a position to change societal norms or cultural norms. That said, uh, one of the activities that we set up and we set this up in every setting where we organized outreach was to have a counselor in place at outreach. And the focus of the counselor's work was not so much to talk to the woman, it was to talk to the husband or the sons because they are the ones who make the decision. So, you know, we have very little ability to change cultural norms but if we can change an understanding of the value of surgery and a woman's place in the household, then I think over time it will improve women's roles and their contribution. So we have to address it through programs like having good counseling and a counseling that really focuses on the male members of the household rather than just on the women. And in Tanzania, Elizabeth Kashiki says times are changing. Yes, it is getting better. Seva Canada is, 
is the pioneer of gender inequities in international arena, I would say. So we see changes because of the strategies that were put in place. And in the worldwide, many of the NGOs are talking about gender inequities and how to bridge the gap. So we see things are moving on forward and it's positive. Progress that's been supported by Save a Canada and its donors for more than four decades. Building relationships, setting up programs, and training local eye care personnel at all levels at facilities like the Kilimanjaro Center for Community Ophthalmology in Tanzania. I mean, I've known and interacted with Save a Canada for hmm, probably 30 years now. They've always said, how can we help you? The other thing that's impressed me about Save a Canada is that the individuals within the organization have really taken upon themselves to learn as much as they can about the issues so that they can speak authoritatively and with confidence. Because if you're a organization like Save a Canada and you're talking to a potential donor, you need to be able to be honest with them, be upfront with them, to inform them so that they make uh, a decision on how to spend their money based upon what is good science and good practice. And I think Save a Canada has always done that exceedingly well. We're really good at what we do. We are efficient. We are impactful, uh, effective. We're compassionate. We do really good work. We make sure that the work that we are doing is what is needed and will we'll provide the best care for the most people. Um, eye care is, so, is something that is so fundamental and so necessary. And when we're talking about cataract, it is just so easy to fix. It's so easy to fix, it's almost criminal that there's anybody blind from it. Cataract blindness that can be solved with just $50. Donations also support everything from Save Canada's training programs and research to providing equipment and supplies, as well as medicines to treat infections and glasses to help people see clearly. We're looking for people like me, like you, who just, who just want to help, um, who, who want to give the gift of sight to someone who needs and deserves it. You can ensure everyone has access to the power of sight. Visit seva.ca.